Welcome to Lives Reinvented. For so many of us, life is all about planning. We start at an early age when we plan out how our lives are going to be. We plan our weddings down to the most minute details. We plan how many babies we're going to have, how much money we will make. As time goes on, we change these plans, reinventing our dreams, hopes, and expectations. As life progresses, that's my way of saying as we age, we look at things differently and our thoughts, views, and goals change. For some, it happens very often. For some, it is a once in a lifetime reinvention. But no matter how many times we reinvent ourselves, it is stressful in that we are usually entering into the unknown. It is never easy to leave a place of comfort for any reason. Since I became aware of what a lawyer did, I wanted to be a lawyer. I was fascinated with the courthouses and watching anything law on TV. I wanted to help people and be a part of upholding justice. I am and always have been very smart and I love to study things. So studying wouldn't have been an issue for me. I worked from the time I was 12 years old in hopes of saving money to go to college and law school. I have always been a voracious reader and read everything I could get my hands on to learn about law and society. My path was laid out for me and I was so excited about my future. Then life took over and instead of using my money to further my education, I had to figure out how to live after becoming homeless and my dreams needed to be reinvented. What I didn't do was crawl into a shell and adapt the victim mentality, not once uttering the words, oh, woe is me, or why me, or how come not somebody else. Instead, I changed my mindset and power and carved out a new plan. Yes, it was different from what I had envisioned, but I knew that I had the power to make it good. I have the power to adapt to a new dream and a new way of life. I have the power to make the changes that I need to make in order to reinvent myself under any circumstances. And even now, as my life, just as like the rest of the world, has changed, I'm not afraid. I'm not depressed. In fact, I'm looking forward, forward to what my future holds. My self-talk is positive. My gratitude, immense. I give myself permission to feel the pain of not knowing for a while, but then switch gears so that I have and can be productive without negativity clouding my existence. These are the thoughts and emotions that continue to keep me moving forward for each of my life's reinventions. Today, my guest is John Prestigiacomo. John is a native New Yorker who relocated to Georgia in 2016. John graduated from CUNY Queens College in New York City with a degree in accounting. John stayed in his financial services career for over 25 years, even though he held a variety of accounting roles and funds administration. In mid-2020, John decided to reinvent his life and chose to move into the real estate space where he is currently with Keller Williams. In case you can't tell by his name, John is Italian and enjoys sampling Italian cuisine when dining out. He loves movies, history, sports, and he is a collector of baseball memorabilia. At home, he enjoys the company of his wife, Eileen, and their two cats. So, John, how are you today? Doing well. Doing well, Lenore. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks so much for joining me. Before we begin, I have to ask you, what is your most prized baseball memorabilia possession? Gosh, that's really hard to say. I've been collector for over 40 years or so, and just a wide variety of items. I collect baseball contracts. I collect World Series and All-Star tickets and ticket stubs. I collect autographs. I have thousands of autographs of Hall of Famers and other, other famous players. And that's really hard to say. I, I can't, can't really pick just one. What was it that made you start collecting this? Was it, you know, you were always a baseball fan. Can you give me a little story about always, how that always started? A base, always a baseball fan, yes. My uh, uncle was a huge baseball fan and, and got me started as, as a very young kid. I love the statistics I, on the back of the baseball cards and memorized all of the players' statistics and batting averages and every, everything else. Uh, and that, that, and, uh, that got me very uh, excited about learning more about the game and just started collecting and it just took on a life of its own. Is that what got you into finance because of the statistics or is it vice versa? <laughs> Probably vice versa. Yeah, I, uh, I, was, I started actually as a journalism major in uh, college. Oh, wow. I love to write. I was the editor of my high school newspaper. Started as a journalism major in college and then um, midway switched over into accounting. I've always loved math and statistics and that was just a natural thing for me. But yeah, that, uh, those, it was the, really the back of the baseball cards when I was six, seven, eight years old that really laid the, uh, the groundwork for that uh, for proficiency in math. Wow, that, that's awesome. That's a great story. Okay, so I have to say it, you know, most accountants or finance people that I know, they, they're very linear thinkers. They don't really see, they have blinders and very straightforward. And yet when, you know, you go into journalism, it's very creative. It's, you know, you, you have a voice that that's part of your expression of yourself. Was it just the love of math? So I decided to, to study journalism. I was the editor of my high school papers, I, as I mentioned. And that was a career that, that, that I was uh, extremely interested in pursuing. Midway through my college experience, I just realized that it may not be the most secure career for me, that accounting definitely presented much safer options. I had a lot of uh, friends who, who had gone on to become accountants and CPAs and told me of, of their careers. And I felt uh, that, 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 that that represented a, a, a better opportunities for me. Once I, once I got out of school. So it was safer? Much safer. Much yeah, it was safer. safer. So I, I, took the, I took the safer option and I uh, figured uh, whether you're making money or losing money, somebody's got to count the money. So I figured even at that young age that, that, that there should be you know, jobs out there for me and, and, and a career out there. And for about 25 years or so, 30 years, it certainly worked out that way. So being a starving, poor writer wasn't appealing to you at that point? No, 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 not at all. Exactly. Yeah, you hear those stories. Exactly. No, not not for me. Yeah. You know, so you took that safe route, right? And you stayed there for over 20 years. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're moving from a place that you've known all of your life, which is scary enough. You leave everything you know. You know, especially as the lifestyle in Georgia is so different from that of New York and a native Brooklynite, I can totally relate to that. What made you jump off the cliff? Because that's what you did. You went from the safe to the unknown. Well, I realized that. Well, I realized that, that I had to. This was something that was probably decades in the making. It was probably it was probably it was in the back of my mind many many times throughout my life. There were there were certainly times where I, I had made maybe half-hearted efforts. 
kind of to, to, to reinvent myself, if you will, take a course here, I'd, re, I'd read a book here. I wouldn't pursue it further than that. Eventually, just, you, you've just become where you just don't want to regret looking back at the things that, 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 you, that you didn't do when you had the chance. For me, Lenore, I've always regretted more when I look back, not doing things rather than doing things that may not have worked out. The, the, the regret is always not doing things when I had the opportunity to do so. Sure. And finally, I reached a point, I, I hit my early 50s, and I just realized that this was probably as best a time, this could be maybe my last time to really make this kind of a move yeah and time is fleeting and I certainly didn't want to approach as difficult as this was at 53 I certainly didn't want to approach this at 63 or 73 so right. this was the this was the best opportunity I, I felt to finally take action after decades of probably thinking about it yeah that's great and I hope that you carry that with you moving forward because I know how scary changes. I've been through it so yeah. many times in myself and, you know, the majority of time was not by choice. So I had no choice but to jump and, and move into something else. So my hope for you is that as you move forward, that you know that by overcoming that fear, you're not going to have those regrets. And exactly. if something comes into your head that you want to do, my hope for you is that you do it. Just do it. Just do it. It's, Just do it. That's so true. There's a reason why that, 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 uh, that that saying's been around, I don't know, 40 years or so, I right? think, it's been around. There's a reason for it. it yeah. it's, those, it's three simple words, but gosh, it, it powerful. just makes such a punch. Just do it. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful. And there is yeah. only now. So you totally went off the edge. I mean, you were in this career in, in addition. So in addition to your move, then you make a decision to change careers. Right. Talk so maybe, about that for, to me for a little bit. What made you make that decision? Sure. Well, I was progressing, uh, moving, moving along very well in, in, in accounting and fund administration, working my way through lower, you know, middle level management. But there came a time where if, if for that industry, my age was really surpassing my title. And I came to a point where I really, I felt, and, I, and, and the industry felt, people I work with felt, I probably should have been further along than, than where I was. And so I thought, do I want to really pursue and uh, maybe go back to school, really really stay in the industry, but, but really strive to push myself to reach new, new and uh, further heights? Or did I want to take those skills and transfer them to maybe something I, I, a little more, more suited for me, for my personality, and maybe have, maybe have a, a career with maybe, for me, a, a greater sense of purpose? It seems to me like it took you a while to make that decision. So how long were you contemplating these moves? For decades, Lenore. There was about 20 wow. years ago, I actually uh, went into uh, insurance sales for a few months or so. I've always wanted something that I can help people. I've always loved to teach. I've loved to mentor. So I've always been looking for a career with a greater sense of purpose where I can really serve the greater good. But it's the lore of the accounting career for me. It was just so safe. For whenever I needed a job, I pretty much had a job. If I needed to move geographically or company to company, there were always jobs pretty readily available for accountants. Sure. And you, and you get lulled into that safe and you kind of realize that, yeah, 20, 30 years go by and you really, you're not, maybe not quite where you'd like to be. 
yeah. in, uh, in, in your professional life. So it was always that lore of the, of the accounting and, and the safety of it that kind of always kept me from reaching out of that comfort zone, taking those really necessary and important first steps yeah. towards uh, first solid steps towards, yeah. uh, towards something new and, and, uh, and, and more fulfilling. 20 years is a long time. Yeah. To think oh, about yeah. something. 20 years yeah. is a long time. And I'm, I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot maybe, but I'm going to ask you a, a sensitive question. You know, during the times, those 20 years when you said, oh, I want to, what sort of internal dialogue were you having? Were you, you know, were you insecure with your abilities? Was it a finance driven fear? Because, you know, obviously that's all fear related, right? When sure. you know, the stability, et cetera, because you don't know what's, ha- what's hanging on the other side. So what type of internal conversations were you having with yourself? Like, what were you telling yourself? Always, always from, always had a lot of self doubt. Uh, this is something brand new to you. Uh, what if it doesn't work? What if you can't do it? What if, what if you, what if you lose your money? What if you you, you look bad in front of you, you know, in front of your friends and your, your friends were progressing along in their careers and, and, and you take this detour and you fall flat on your face. How is that going to look? What if this doesn't work out? What if that doesn't work out? That was always the thing. Lenore, it's funny. I, I've always been my friend's greatest cheerleader. Yeah. And always I will pick, pick, pick them up and whatever they want to do, it's the greatest thing. And I'll back them every step of the way. But for myself, I was always my, my own worst critic. I would I always, I would always think, what, what, if, what if something bad happens? Always the negative. Mm-hmm. And it took me a very long time to slowly become, I'm still not there yet, but slowly become my, my greatest cheerleader. Sure. And why not think, well, what if it works? What if, what if you do achieve this? What does that mean? To, what will that do for you? It was just that, that, that self-doubt. And yeah. here I am, I'm counting, I've got a steady job, I'm making by two, three, five percent raise a, you know, a year, I'm getting promoted every, every few years, it's nice and safe, and do I really want to, really want to take that huge risk? So that, that was the problem for, for a very long time, and like I said, even with the insurance sales, or a couple, of, you know, like I said, I would read a chapter, I'd read a book, maybe I'd take a few classes, but... It was, it was just, just never, never had the courage to really step out of my comfort zone until recently. Sure. And that makes sense because I'll put my coaching hat on for a second, right? When you have internal dialogues of when, what if is followed by, I don't, I can't, it goes bad, it goes south. You know, when when that internal dialogue happens, then inevitably you're never going to take that next move. So moving forward, even what if I do good is always a good way to start. But another good internal conversation to have with yourself as you move forward and make these reinventions is when I achieve success at this, then I will reap these benefits. So these internal dialogues can not only help you change your mindset and move forward more quickly, but that positive attitude and that positive energy will return that positive energy. And if you have any belief in um, affirmations I or do a lot of affirmation. the, power yeah. of, um, yes. the power of positive thinking, that it helped really a lot. helps. So yeah, so I would strongly encourage you as time goes on, mm-hmm. because to me, I feel almost my life started at 50. And again, but it, 
I look at each beginning as a real beginning. So, you know, my life just started again in March of this past year, of this year, you know? So, so the next time it does happen that you find your, another passion for yourself, John, I strongly encourage you never. And when you find yourself having the dialogue is what happens if I don't succeed? What happens if I stop yourself? and change the words of your internal dialogue. So that's my free coaching for you today. I appreciate that. Excellent, <laughs> excellent points, excellent points. That is less likely to happen in the future because of what I'm going through now. And I realize that I'm, I've, 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 made an, I've made an incredible change into the unknown. I've survived. I think I'm getting ready to thrive. I, I like the journey that I'm on. So if I am ready to go out on, on another endeavor soon, I, I really, I know I'll have a lot more confidence then than I did, you know, in years past. Well, if that deviates, just remember this conversation, okay? Sure. Oh, certainly. Oh, certainly. So, you know, we, we talked a lot about some of the emotions that you face, the fear, the uncertainty, the negative self-talk. Was there anything that you did to overcome those emotions? Is there any practice that you started that helped you through overcoming those emotions and or stopping that negative talk, internal talk? Just the uh, passing of time and getting older, that really just slowly but surely overcame all, all of my self-doubt. I realized that I really don't have a choice. For me, for me personally, I really didn't have a choice to continue self-doubt. My industry would have basically retired me in the early 60s, and I wanted a career also that could potentially last for decades after that. So that was something that, that, that appealed to me as well. But just the, just the fact that I, I, had, I have to do this. I have to do this. As difficult as it is, I have to do it. I really don't have a choice at this point for me. And no matter what self-doubts, I just, I just have to put them aside, take that first step, see what happens. Also, also when, I, when I thought about Lenore, even though I had self-doubt along the way, I, I thought about all the things that I did that, that got me to this point. That's good. I mean, I had those self-doubts in college and I, and I got a college degree. I had those self-doubts on my first job on Wall Street and, and I, was a, I was able to, to, to survive there. I went into several different areas of accounting uh, and, and, and it worked out fine. My, my first job as a manager, I had no idea how to manage, but it, it, it worked out fine. So I look back and I was, so every time I doubted myself in the past, I've come through. Why, why can't that continue now? Mm -hmm. So I think just taking a step back and realizing that over the years, I've overcome a lot. I, why shouldn't I have the ability to, to, to overcome this? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people might argue, argue that point and say, well, you know, you're not supposed to live in the past. You're supposed to live in the present and give you all of that stuff. But, you know, to your point, you didn't live in the past. And, and I would encourage our listeners who are, you know, have that talk about, I can't live in the past. I got to live in the present. There's a difference between living in the past and drawing on past life. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Just looking back at my past experiences, my, my, my past obstacles that, that I overcame and using that as a confidence builder for current situation. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, because exactly. every past experience is but a lesson. Absolutely. That's the world according to Lenore. Yep, there you go. There you go. <laughs>
There you go. Failures as well. Failures as well, Lenore. Every, everything is a learning. Everything can be learned from. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was I don't even really- use the word failure anymore. I, I use I don't use the word failure. I use the word opportunity. Exactly. I talk about every opportunity that I had in the past brought me to where I am today. As long as you get back up, it's not a failure. You haven't yeah. failed. As long as you get back up and, and get back in the game and you learn learn from the experience, absolutely not a failure. Yeah. Always an opportunity. Sure, sure. You know, we talked a lot about the lessons that you've had, and I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. And I commend you for all of the work it sounds like you've done. And there's been a lot of work over 20 years. It's been a lot of work. And, and, I, and I know that you're going to have great success, uh, not just in this, but I have a feeling that you're going to have some more work that you're going to be doing with regard to your own passions. And I, and I wish you all the best with that. Let me, let me ask you, John. What advice would you offer anyone who is looking to reinvent themselves? First of all, have, have confidence in yourself. The, the first step is by, far, is by far the toughest, but take, take that first step and have the confidence to know that you'll, you'll, you'll learn a lot on the way and you, and you know a lot more than, than, than you think you do. Have confidence in yourself. Don't wait until everything is perfectly aligned before you start too. That was that was one of my problem. That was one of my problems in the past too. I wait until everything was perfectly lined up, everything was just just right before I made the move. It's not going to happen. So understand you're going to be taking that first step in a imperfect situation. It's okay. It's okay. Embrace failure. You have to really like we talked about before. Uh, all all op- all all opportunities are learning experiences. Find, find a good coach like you. Find a good coach. You, uh, it, it's always helpful to have someone with a different perspective, with an outside perspective. Friends, family, and colleagues are, are great, but it's always helpful maybe to have someone who doesn't know you, doesn't know where you're coming from, doesn't know your background, who can, who can give you a more objective perspective on things. That's extremely helpful. Life is all in the journey. Past two, I would think about, okay, well, once I get to this goal, then life happens. Okay, once I get here, then life happens. Life happens in the journey and embrace the journey. It's not going to be a linear one. It's going to be, it's going to be cert- certainly a, a varied path. Embrace it. Embrace the ups and downs. It's all part of life's journey experiences. And when you look back and, and you look at how far you've come, you'll be, you'll be very satisfied. But it takes that first step. Take the first step, reach out. You will be amazed at the support you have in, 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 in the world. And you'll be amazed at the confidence that you have in your abilities once you take that first step. How happy are you today, John? Very happy. Very happy. For oh, the first time in, in my life, I, I, I feel I am genuinely on the right path. Whatever happens, wherever the path leads me, I, I'm very confident in my decision. And I won't look back years down the road at, at, at not doing this. Whatever happens, I, I did it. I stepped out. I, I survived. I'm surviving so far. I'm on the right path. I'm doing work that, that I am much more suited for. And I, I, I honestly couldn't be happier. So age is not an issue, is it? Age is absolutely not an issue. Life begins at 50. Life could begin <laughs> at 50. Life could begin at, life began for me at 53. Life could begin at 63, 73. 23, 30, yeah. 23. Whatever it it's really, uh, I, there was a saying that uh, I came across recently. It's it's all about uh, it's all about changing one day to day one. 
That's right. And That's great. I really love that. All about that. And for me, it was always, well, one day this, one day that. Well, somewhere along, somewhere along in the past summer became day one. And it all starts from that. And really, uh, to be on a journey that really fits my abilities more, my personality more, I've opened myself up to so many new experiences recently. I've just come across so many amazing people along the way. And I, I, I just, I'm just super excited about, about what lies ahead. How fun. I'm really excited for you, John. I thank you so much for sharing your story. Reinventing yourself is never easy at any age. And, and one of the things I come across quite often in my field of coaching in particular is I come across a lot of people that tell me, well, you know, at this age, it's a lot more difficult. And, you know, I, I, I encourage everyone that is having to reinvent themselves either by choice or by situation never to use your age as an excuse not to do it quite the contrary you know look at your age as john has spoken about throughout this conversation today and re-examine a lot of those experiences that you've had along the way because whether you know it or not i can guarantee you that during the course of your lifetime no matter if you're 20 60 50 or 70 your life has been reinvented at one point or another. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for having me, Lenore. Pleasure. Thank you.